Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Oh, wow. I am so very very excited to be here with incredibly dynamic people who are putting on the Central Coast Veg Fest. Yeah! Which is absolutely amazing. I was there last year. It was a blast. I cannot tell you how great this Veg Fest is. Uh, the Central Coast Veg Fest is where it's at, right, little Rico? Absolutely. Okay, and we're here with the team, Jenny Jones. Hello. Um, tell me about why you started the Central Coast Veg Fest, and I know you have a whole team, but oh, yeah. why did you do it, and what? how successful has it been, and where is it, and when is it? Okay, let's start with the most important part. The Central Coast Veg Fest will be Saturday, February 23rd, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. in beautiful San Luis Obispo, California. We're on the Central Coast, which is halfway between San Francisco and L.A. As you mentioned, Jane, it is a beautiful drive from anywhere, especially from anywhere in California. Our hills are green. Everything is lush and gorgeous right now. We've had lots of rain, and the weekend is going to be dry, sunny, clear, and beautiful, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday, February 23rd. That's next Saturday, so get it on your calendars. And why did we do that? Why are we doing this? Well, you've been to VegFest. The, to me, they're the funnest thing. I love groups of people, food, speakers. I, I can sit, have a, have a vegan hot dog, and then go hear an expert speaker on a topic I've never heard anything about. In fact, Jane is one of our speakers this year with a new talk I heard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited to hear about that. And that's why we're doing it. And we felt it was time. There was nothing between San Francisco and L.A., including Bakersfield and Fresno, that had a veg fest. So we, we felt it was time to plant our flag and, and serve our community and invite all of the vegan businesses along the Central Coast and Bakersfield and Fresno, Monterey, Santa Barbara, to participate as the Central Coast Veg Fest. And here it is, the Central Coast Veg Fest. It is Saturday, February 23rd, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., so you can definitely make the drive. You know, all of these folks, except one, two, drove all the way from San Luis Obispo this morning. They're here in L.A., and uh, they said it was a beautiful drive. I said, oh, my gosh, she drove so far. They said, no, it was a beautiful drive. And so it's, it's easy. You can make a weekend of it. And one of the things that I think is so fascinating is it's a good example of how far veganism has come because people like to, critics and people who are, you know, sort of really aligned with the old system of violence and killing really want to try to turn us into some effete uh, uh, movement that's only really Venice, California and Brooklyn, uh, you know, or the East Village. And it's not true. It's not true at all. It's Americans who want to get healthy who want to stop senseless violence, who want to stop climate change, and who have woken up to the idea that we don't need to kill animals to survive. In fact, it's bad for our health. And in fact, our county, San Luis Obispo County, has notoriously been long history of ag, dairy, and beef production. And our Veg Fest, the Central Coast Veg Fest, was our first one last year. We had zero marketing money to do this. We're all volunteers. We put this on because we love it. We do it for fun and for free. And we thought, what, maybe we'll have 500, 1,000 people show up? We don't know. We've never done this before, and this is a very heavy ag county. We had over 3,000 people show up. People, you know, from all different walks of life and people coming, like I said, from Fresno and Bakersfield, which is also heavy ag. And we saw this really, like you said, Jane, it's really come a long way. Many, many people, many of whom are not vegan, but they're veg curious, they're, they're plant powered, they're going this direction. And we expect even more people this year because we have a little more uh, ability to get the word out. And like it is, it is just, it's happening. It's, oh, we even have now businesses that came to the Veg Fest last year who weren't businesses last year. 
And they're now producing vegan cheese in the county. They're now selling Impossible Burgers at Farmer's Market in the county based on what they saw happening at the VegFest. So the numbers are there. The people are there. And I'm so excited to be meeting several of the speakers. For the first time today, I'm meeting, for example, Sergeant Vegan, Bill Muir. He's, he's here with us in the house. And Bill, you sent me an email just a few months ago. And we were like, oh, my gosh, you're an RN. You're a sergeant. That, does that mean you get to tell people what to do? Do they do it? Only on my floor. Only on I, your floor. I work floor. for the VA, so yes, on my floor, usually I'm in charge, so I could tell people I just think what of to you do. Tell, you're telling me to do push-ups, and I'm going to say, of course. If you, if you want, <laughs> that's, push-ups are option. so, optional. So, hey, uh, hello, everyone. Sergeant Vegan. Uh, so, I was a combat veteran. I'm, I'm an RN. I work for the VA, and I'll be talking to everyone about the advantages of being vegan, uh, and how great it is to be vegan. Vegan is for everyone. Vegan is not just the future, it's the present. And if you're not on this page right now, it's a good time to get on it. Uh, if you want to eliminate your chances for cancer, or heart disease, and save the planet, the CDC has listed meat as a carcinogen. We know this now. We, I mean, most of us have known it for a while, but now everybody knows that, number one. Number two, uh, global climate change is the biggest threat to our world and to our country. So, hey, if you love your country, you'll go vegan because you'll want to keep America number one. And let me say something. You're my hero. You were serving in Afghanistan. That's correct. And you remain vegan. Woo! Uh, woo tell us, tell us, tell everybody about that. So, hey, I'll be talking a lot about that, but hey, mostly it's, if you're committed to something and if, if there's something you care about, no matter how hard it is, you'll be able to remain true to it in the same way, just if you don't care about something, no matter how easy it is, you'll easily fall. So, hey, veganism is easy. It's for everyone. No matter who you are, what your income is, vegan is It's here. It's here to stay. And what, I thought, was, what I thought was fascinating is that, and you're going to talk about this at the Central Coast Veg Fest, you, were, you are vegan. You were vegan when you were deployed to Afghanistan, and you then – somehow asked for help. You said, please, people, I don't want to uh, I, I starve and I don't want to eat animals or animal byproducts. And the American people responded by sending you tons of vegan food. Tell us about that. So people all over America and in Canada and sometimes even Europe sent me food via a website called AnySoldier.com. So you can go on AnySoldier.com and, and sponsor soldiers. And I know there's – at the time, I didn't know any other vegan veterans or vegan uh, service members serving in theater, but I've actually met uh, a bunch since, and we're talking and plotting about eventually having a Vegan Veterans Save America tour. Uh, just a little plug. That's for next year. We'll see where that goes. All right. Well, I'm very excited. Next Sergeant time. Vegan signing off. Woo! All right. Now we're going to bring somebody else in um, and tell us what your role is in the Central Coast Veg Fest Saturday, February 23rd, and why you would tell people to get in that car and head to San Luis Obispo and the Central Coast Veg Fest. Okay. Well, I am very excited. I'm going to be giving a scientific talk about the impacts of our food on the environment. So we'll be discussing all different environmental challenges and how our diets play a role. So this is what I teach as part of my job. I'm a professor at UCLA in civil and environmental engineering, and I teach undergrad and graduate classes in environmental science and in chemical movement through the environment. And so what we do at UCLA is, is in some of these classes is look at not just climate change, but all of the many environmental challenges that we're facing. And you can see that actually food plays a major role in, yes, climate change and the others, biodiversity loss, land use, water use, nitrogen, all of these really important issues. Um, and what we've also done is uh, study how people actually do change their diet once they know this scientific information, once they learn these facts, people tend to make different choices that are better for their health and for the environment. So it's, uh, it's, it's a very exciting uh, thing to be doing. And, uh, yeah, and I want to ask you this question because uh, the major powers that be are hell-bent on denying the impact of animal agriculture on climate change. Just the other day, I was reading the New York Times, and there was an editorial, or sorry, an opinion piece, 
um, with this guy going, oh, and they want us to stop eating meat because of cow farts, basically? Forget about it. That's pretty much what he said. I got so enraged, Mm -hmm. and I wrote a letter and said, it's not just cow flatulence. It's the fact that 74 billion animals eat a lot more food than 7.6 billion humans, and we're destroying forests to grow crops to feed all these animals. Do you know that they didn't publish my comment? And they published hundreds of other comments. So how, what, what are your thoughts about, about this sort of, it's like a shutdown on information. Absolutely. And so um, I'm really lucky. I, I get to stick with the numbers and the numbers are very, very clear. And so when in my teaching and in my field, it's just obvious. If you look at um, how much carbon dioxide um, equivalence is produced by beef, it's the numbers around 26 grams of CO2 per gram of, of food. So beans and lentils are below one. So that's a multiplier. Say that again. Yeah. yeah. So the, Beef causes around 26 grams of carbon dioxide equivalents per gram of food. Um, Beans, tofu are around one. Um, And so the reasons are that just animal foods in general do have a multiplier because to raise an animal, you need to give it a lot of food. And that food requires energy, land, water, pesticides, all of this just for any animal product. But the cow belches are actually really important. Um, The the cows are producing methane, not just cows, it's sheep and goats as well. Um, That's the way their natural digestion process works is they produce methane. And methane is an extremely potent greenhouse gas. So they have an additional um, multiplier really on their um, influence on the climate. And let me say this, carbon, is like a blanket on the earth. We need some, but when we get too much carbon, it's like a very thick blanket and it makes it hotter, hotter and hotter and hotter. It is possible that we will make this planet so hot that we can't live, yeah, that we can't right. live on planet earth. We're already and seeing I, I hate the word sequester. Nobody, people talk about sequestering carbon. Nobody even knows what the bleep that is. Okay, we need to say that Animal agriculture produces a hell of a lot of carbon that acts like a blanket on the earth, heats up the earth, and is responsible for global warming to a large degree. And we need to start talking in regular people terms so the average Joe and Jill can understand what the belief is going on. Okay, so what, what's your role? My name's Debbie Chu, and uh, I am one of the people that help get the celebrities and the speakers to the Veg Fest. And... Uh, they, uh, it's how we get these people is through social media, um, just different connections. Like I met you at uh, LA Veg Fest, gave me my card. I met Paige at a Veg Fest. So just kind of connecting with people. And uh, last year I did do a cooking demo, and this year I'm just kind. I'm going to have a booth there with some of my T-shirts. I do have a YouTube channel, uh, Chew on Vegan, and I'm also an RN, and I'm helping spread the word of veganism. And I like to show people how easy it is to eat a plant-based diet. And um, I'm also trying to spread the word in my hospital because we're serving some really unfavorable foods in the cafeteria, which makes me crazy. Uh, Bacon, sausage, things like that. So I'm I'm all over the board, just trying to help. Now, what is, how, I don't want to get you fired, okay? So, (laughs) but what is the general reaction of the medical community? Because there's so much resistance. Like if I go into, uh, the doctor and I've got any kind of problem, they start making it about veganism. I said, what about all the poor bleeps that are in the hallway look like they're on death's door? Do you ask them if that's because they're eating meat? Absolutely. What I do is, as a nurse is I'm a pre-admission testing nurse, which means I talk to people before they're having their surgeries. I get their full medical history and I learn all about they have diabetes, they have hypertension, they're overweight. I ask them, what do they eat? And it's always, you know, the standard American diet, the sad diet. They don't get the connections. The doctors aren't educated in nutrition, so all they want to do is give them a pill. And I brought this up to the hospitalists at work. Why can't we deal with what they're eating, try to prevent some of these things? And as far as the cafeteria goes, I think it's all about money. Um, you know, it's job security. We get we keep, want to keep people sick, so they keep coming to the hospital. And the the food that we serve in the cafeteria is just awful. I mean, I haven't eaten in there since I've started working there. <laughs> I know the worst thing about going to visit somebody in the hospital if you're there for a while, you go got to go down to the cafeteria, and it's disgusting. Yeah, it's like the worst food. Um, and and why? 
they should be feeding people a healthy food. So you hear now people, these are mainstream Americans in the military, in the medical field. These are not these, uh, oh, whatever the stereotype is of vegans that they try to promote. I mean, they literally make fun of vegans. Uh, even in the Super Bowl, there Did was a commercial. The yeah, there was yeah. a Super Bowl oh. ad. Uh, try to he make was. fun. Yeah, try to make fun of vegans because the profit centers are truly invested. Here's where our profit centers are. Death, disease, and destruction. Death for animals, disease for humans, destruction for the planet. These are how people are making money. This is why there is such um, a drumbeat to keep you eating the same way. They need you to get sick. They need you to get a disease. And the, the film Cowspiracy, which you can watch, just go to Cowspiracy. It's like Conspiracy except Cow, which is an extraordinary film, not graphic at all. They actually sort of chase down some of the medical communities and one, when they're going to interview somebody from a hospital, this PR lady walks out and says, we can't talk to you. This is our business. In other words, doing stent operations is their business. They don't want to talk to you about eating away that you won't need stent operations. We know that um, uh, stent operations are from clogged arteries and arteries get clogged with cholesterol. There's only cholesterol in animal products. There is no cholesterol in plants. Let's go to the phones. Marie San Diego, what's your question or thought, Marie? Hi, this is Lindsay Marie Baker, and I just wanted to make a comment on the previous caller because I am also a professor. I love that um, at UCLA she's working with this program because I think education is key to reaching people. It's the key way for us to get the message out, and I so love that, and I would love to connect with her. So I just wanted to make that comment and say, Jane, I think you're doing amazing work, and thank you so much. Well, you're a part of our team. You're an important part of our team, and we love you, Lindsay Baker. Uh, Lindsay Baker. Me. I'd love to too. I would love to connect. Okay. We can study. All right. We'll, we'll, and guess what, Lindsay? You might have to come up to the Central Coast Veg Fest. You're all driving up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I will be there. Okay. So tell us there. who you are. Tell us who you are, and thank you for speaking up. What is your role in the Central Coast Veg Fest, which is on February 23rd in San Luis Obispo, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m.? Go ahead. Yes. Hi, I'm Stephanie. I go by the Superfood Goddess. I'm a holistic health coach, and I will be doing a food demonstration. I'll be making a really yummy taco salad. I, um, I'm so passionate about what I do. I want to I teach people how to eat healthy and let it still be tasty and fun and somewhat easy. So I will be there teaching one of my favorite recipes. It's one of the recipes that I, I serve to everyone that has never had vegan food. It's one of my favorites. It's super what is yummy. It? Um, it's a taco salad with a Thousand Island dressing made out of cashews. Woo! I'm pretty excited. <laughs> All right. So how long have you been vegan? Why did you go vegan? Yeah, sure. I've been vegan for almost 11 years. Uh, I went vegan as a challenge for three months. Uh, I, went, I went vegan because I wanted to help my brother. He was in the hospital. And of course, when we are in an emergency state, we start looking for answers. And veganism just fell into my lap. I decided, let's do a three-month challenge. And after three months, I felt incredible. I My energy levels were better. My sleep and my mood was better. My skin cleared up. And I just, I felt really, really great and energetic. And so after the three months, I thought, why would I change? If I feel so good now, I'm going to keep doing this. And I've been doing it ever since. And um, I have actually gotten off depression medication obviously with with a professional, but um, I've been free and clear for six years now. And I absolutely believe that there is a mental co connection to how you eat and how you feel 100%. Yeah, of course there is. Yeah. Yay. Let me say this. Okay. If somebody who's not a sociopath or a psychotic kills a human being, what do they experience? Guilt, shame, remorse, Okay, they return to the seat of the crime sometimes. They have depression. They're obsessed with it. You know, you could go back to Crime and Punishment by Dostoevsky. It's all about that. Well, guess what? If you kill animals, you have the same experience, except that society is telling us, well, you don't have to worry about that killing. That killing's okay. 
No, you could even call yourself an animal lover because you love your dog, even if you're killing 200 animals every year. That's called mass murder. That's called serial killer. So when people are suddenly depressed and they don't know why, uh, I say, you know, change up your diet. Try to eat fruits, vegetables, nuts, and grains and all the alternative meats that don't involve killing and see what happens. I recently read an article in a mainstream newspaper that said that people who eat a lot of fruits and vegetables are less depressed. So a woman called me who I know and she said, I'm feeling very depressed. And I said, well, why don't you change your diet and just stop the killing? And she just about hung up on me. But I ran into her recently, and she's still extremely depressed. So you know what? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. The subconscious mind is far more intelligent than the conscious mind. The conscious mind may tell you, well, society's giving you a pass on this. It doesn't really matter. Nobody's holding you accountable. But the subconscious mind will hold you accountable and is holding you accountable every time you commit unnecessary violence. Every single time. Amen. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's get somebody else in here. We're back to Jenny. Oh, my God. We're going to rotate back to Jenny so, Jones. Can you believe this lineup, Jane? This is just half of the speakers that are going to be at the Central wow. Coast. Wow. Amazing. We yes. are so blessed because we, we are vegan up in the Central Coast for the heck of it. So we're vegan for the heck of it. Health, environment, conscience, and kindness. And I love our panelists so far because we've got health here. We've got the environment. And Jane. We've got conscience and kindness right here in spades. And it's sort of like the left brain, right brain sort of part of the equation. Some people are more data-driven. They want facts. They want information. They want to see it in print. And other people can feel it. They can can connect to what you're saying, Jane. They get it. They see that, gee, you know, I really do not want to harm. I really do want to practice ahimsa. Man, I'm a yogi. I've been practicing yoga. Why am I still doing these things that are, are not ahimsa, right? And yeah. the philosophy of veganism. So we are um, super, super excited. I, we now, feel that it's just getting better and better. Now, there are a growing number of veg fests around the country. Yeah. I have gone to the Corpus Christi veg fest. Mm-hmm. I have gone to the uh, Hilton Head. Have you been to D.C.? Uh, oh, yeah. The D.C. is huge. That's wonderful. But, but in smaller Vegas. communities, yes, Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the big cities have yeah. huge veg fests. But now we're seeing in smaller communities these veg fests popping up. Mm-hmm. And why did... Why do you think that is? What is it in terms of an indication of where society and culture is going? So I believe a couple things about VegFest. One, they're 100% positive, usually. So this is an opportunity for people to be be exposed to these ideas and philosophies about vegetarianism and veganism in a way that is non-confrontational, it is positive, it's family-friendly, and it's inviting. There's lots of great food, everyone's positive, there's, there's vendors, so it's a good vibe experience. So I'm not saying anything about other types of activism, but this is a way for a community the size of our community, we live in a county, a large ge- geographic county mm-hmm. of 150,000 people, it's not a lot of people, yeah. but we had over 3,000 people attend and why is that because we built a team there's about 10 to 15 of us who put this veg fest on and it's a way for these people who are not necessarily sign carriers or protesters or demonstrators or vigil attendees even you know everyone's got their way and let's use all the skills and talents and people who i didn't even know before planning starting to plan the veg fest who had a desire to get the word out they wanted to do something about transforming the world and helping move the needle on veganism but they didn't fight quite find their niche so we have people who are quiet people who really like to help uh, organize with trash pickup on the day of the veg fest or organizing the cooking demonstrations and handing out samples to people but they're not necessarily going to be appear on a show like this they're not going to be an interview person what i know <laughs> i am offended not to be offended. <laughs> the point is, is that as a community, we get to pull in people to be together and work on a long-term project. That's another thing. I, I'm a planner, so I like to get in there six months in advance and start grinding away on, on what do we want to create and who do we want to have there and what kind of theme or whatever it is, where is it going to be, what kind of food are we going to have, and that's that appeals to me as opposed to one-offs. Like, I don't necessarily want to go to a one-off event. I want to plan it out. So that's why small communities 
are the perfect environment for a veg fest because it's something that you can do. It's a, it's a mellow activity. We had fun. Debbie was on the team. In fact, pretty much everyone on the team this year was on the team last year. So we're starting to build within ourselves this um, group, this this organization, if you will, a team, really truly a team working together as partners with the sole goal to put this veg fest. It's not about me. It's not about this or that. It's about getting the word out in the veg fest venue on Saturday, February 23rd. Let's talk about food because one of the main reasons I enjoy veg fest, first of all, I do a lot of my shopping at veg fest. I get to support small mom and pop uh, American companies whether it's uh, belts or purses or deodorant or um, massage oils, all of that stuff is readily available at a veg fest. And generally, these are mom and pop shops, mom and pop um, organizations. I remember I once bought a bunch of towels that said vegan on it, and they were so happy. It was just this couple that decided to create towels that said vegan. And so it's a lot of fun to shop because you're actually meeting the owners of the companies, not, you know, uh, buying from some big box store where you have no idea who made what and uh, who was exploited in the manufacturer. So there's definitely a commonality between being vegan and being having respect for uh, how things are produced, for organics, for sustainable, for fair trade. Okay, what about the food? What food can people get? I have such a great story. Can I tell a story? Yes. All right, so last I mentioned last year at the Veg Fest, this gal, not even, not even vegan, she comes to the Veg Fest, she sees all the food, she sees all the people standing waiting for southern fried vegan so that they can have their mashed potatoes and grits and gravy and, and mac, mac and cheese, and she goes, oh my gosh, this is, this is my future. So she goes out and figures out how to have a food pop-up and she will be at our Veg Fest selling Impossible Burgers. This has become her business. This has become her life. And that is one of our vendors. Another vendor, which is Have a Vegan Day. This is a mother, <laughs> this is a mother and daughter. They're from Ventura. So again- So lean down so everybody can see that. That's great. <laughs> there you go. Have a Vegan Day. Yes. And they live in Ventura, and again, Central Coast, Ventura, Santa Barbara, Monterey, Santa Cruz even. Santa Cruz is starting their own VegFest this year as well. So they'll be at the VegFest. This is another uh, vendor. I bought this at the Animal Rights Conference. They are veganshirts.com. They're a husband and wife team. They dress up like Superman, and they wear all these crazy costumes and have the funnest, best T-shirts. I really, I shouldn't say the best because we have a lot of great t-shirt vendors. So they have some really, really cute t-shirts. They'll be there. And they, again, are mom and pop. I met at the Vegas Veg Fest, and that's kind of how these Veg Fests go. I go to a lot of them. I love Veg Fest. So I went to Vegas, and I met a woman named Jennifer, best name, and she sells jewelry that she hand makes. Her name is Compassionate Paws Jewelry. She and her boyfriend live here in LA, but they're on the road basically 11 months out of the year, living in their van with all their jewelry and going from VegFest to VegFest. So the other thing I love about VegFest is typically, not always, typically they're free. Our VegFest is free yeah. to attend. <laughs> free. free education, free samples. And it gives the vegan small business owner an opportunity to make a living being vegan, selling vegan products. Because you're right, Jane, sometimes the mainstream is just saying, no, thank you, pushing you out, closing the door, not giving access. So a lot of vegans um, are able to make their living by selling at VegFest because they've got an audience. But the world is changing despite sort of the establishment of blackout on this. People are getting the truth. The Economist, which is definitely not a radical publication, probably one of the most not necessarily politically conservative, but certainly conservative in viewpoint, has named 2019 the year when veganism is going mainstream. And they also say that it's really the old folks who are mostly not getting it. The young people, the Gen Zers and the millennials are going vegan in droves. Uh, and uh, they said, uh, there are reports now that 25% 
of people between 25 and 34 are identifying as vegan or vegetarian. So there's an incredible shift happening. And you see it happening with Carl's Jr. offering a Beyond Meat burger, with Costco getting rid of its Polish sausage and replacing it with the vegan uh, Alpastor salad and the acai bowl, with Ikea offering a vegan hot dog along with their vegan Swiss uh, Swedish meatballs. Um, I, I could go on. There's so many changes happening. Fat, fat burger. I never stepped up, never stepped foot in a fat burger until they uh, had a vegan burger. I never stepped foot in a Carl's Jr. in my entire life. But I found myself there with Sergeant Vegan oh, yeah. uh, trying out the Carl's Jr. vegan burger, and it was delicious. Well, and even the Super Bowl ad. Yeah. Even the Super Bowl ad, even though the Super Bowl ad was making fun of vegans, saying, worst nightmare ever, going to a vegan dinner party where they serve me beet loaf. Hey, the word vegan was on the Super Bowl ad. So it, it is shifting, and, and maybe they're making fun this year, but it, that's, I think, a way to allow people to say, yeah, I'm making a joke out of it, but I, I'm going to order that at Carl's Jr. next time I go. Don't yeah. you think? No, I think More so. More mainstream. It's yeah. vegan pride. And so, you know, what these veg fests popping up all over the country and everywhere. I just got a call from the Puerto Rico veg fest. Ooh, there's two of wait, them. Two wait. of them. Dos. Yeah. And um, there's, <laughs> you know, all over the world. Literally, what I'd love to do is just go from veg fest to veg fest. You want to do that? I, we, well, just, just, we just bought a Sprinter van. Oh, wow. Road trip, road trip. Road trip. But the most important thing right now is for you to go to the Central Coast Veg Fest, Saturday, February 23rd. And it's in San Luis Obispo. It's a beautiful drive. You can get there at just a few hours from uh, Los Angeles, as well as San Francisco or Santa Cruz or any of those places, Santa Maria. Uh, Santa Barbara, all your Santas, Santa Monica. Okay, so tell us what you're noticing about the millennials and Gen Zers since you are in the university system. Oh, yeah, they are idealistic. They want to change the world, uh, and they really want information. They want to know um, that they they want to know that their choices really do make a difference. So the ones that I get to interact with really um, love learning the numbers. We do calculations about carbon footprint of different sandwiches, and they get to see if I choose this, my carbon footprint is X. Um, and so they... Uh, Are you getting some choices. of your students to check out veganism? Oh, definitely, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're, they're all veg curious probably... Uh, or pretty much, and then often they, they are making shifts. So as I said, we actually measured the dietary shift that they did have, and it was really interesting. We just published a scientific paper about it because if everyone in the country learned what, what we're learning in these classes, they'll make shifts that would actually be around 20 to 30% of what our country needs to do to meet the Paris climate targets. So it's a huge... But the Paris climatologists does, don't really talk about animal agriculture. Right, right. But they do give numbers. Um, it's true that we need to probably do even better than the numbers that are given, um, but they do give numbers. And I can um, basically extrapolate the numbers um, to see how big of an um, impact we can make on yeah. that larger number. You and know, it's around 20%. One of the things that's so frustrating is that people who call themselves environmentalists, and I see this... For example, on progressive stations, I watch MSNBC all the time. And for uh, any other reason, I'm a huge fan. But then they'll joke about eating animals and wings and turkey and, oh, I'm going to have ribs and whatever occasion. It could be Thanksgiving, the Super Bowl, whatever it is. They'll, they'll make a joke about eating animals. And uh, that's climate change denial. That's climate change denial because the truth is, think about it. Think about if you have a dog at home, how much your dog eats. And let's say, God forbid, sorry, Rico, I'm doing this as a demonstration. It'll never happen. But look, yeah. let's say, God forbid, I killed Rico and ate Rico. Oh, I know. We can't talk about that because he's a dog. But let's say, God forbid, you killed Rico and ate Rico. Obviously, you would realize that Rico is eaten a lot more than Rico produced as meat. It's the same thing with all animals. They eat so much more than they produce as meat, so it's so inefficient. All those crops have to be grown. People don't realize, Sergeant Vegan, 
that 70%, 70% of all soy at least is fed to farm animals. So what is your take at being somebody who is not only a registered nurse, but who was in the military That's and correct. served in Afghanistan? Tell us. So, hey, if you care about your country, if you care about the world, this is super, super simple to put two and two together and say, hey, it's inefficient to raise animals, destroy our environment, and feed all these crops to the animals and then kill them. We could just be eating the crops and, hey, saving our planet at the same time. And even if you don't care about any of that, think selfishly. Think, number one, your health. Cholesterol comes from these animals. So if you don't eat the cholesterol, you won't get the, the heart disease. You won't cre create the plaque in your arteries that's going to also lead to a stroke. And you won't get the diabetes or the obesity that, that's so prevalent in the standard American diet or the SAD diet. So think about it. All right. We've got a caller, Paige from Agora Hills. Paige, your question or thought? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, great. Hi, everyone. So excited Hi. to join you up at the Central Coast Veg Fest. I have a question for Sergeant Vegan as well as for Jenny J. Sergeant Vegan, I'm bringing up my pre-vegan husband. Will you work on him, please? Uh, sure. Please uh, have him direct any questions he might have to sergeantvegan.com. That's sgtvegan.com. Okay. So right I'm now, just curious, though, for someone who's pre-vegan, how do you feel, you know, the approach is bringing them? It sounds like there's so many exciting things for them to um, be a part of, and it sounds like it's going to be really welcoming for pre-vegans. Is that accurate? That, hey, that is accurate. The, the, this VegFest and all VegFests are for everyone. This one in particular, it's free, even down to the parking. So there's, there's no, no reason why people shouldn't feel like they can just come, enjoy the food. Hey, the food's delicious. Go at it through the food. Don't, we're not, we're not, it's not about the propaganda. No one's trying to make anyone feel bad about their dietary choices. Just eat delicious food, feel better, and, uh, and enjoy yourself. And then when you go home, you say like, hey, maybe instead of that uh, animal burger, I'm going to try a Beyond Burger. Or I'm, maybe I'm going to try an Impossible Burger or, you know, a Gardein. Or, I mean, I, now, I mean, maybe back when I went vegan in the early 90s, there was I couldn't have listed anything. I would just say, uh, like some tofu, dude. No, like <laughs> nowadays we don't have to say that. There's so many delicious alternatives. So go through it through the food. Uh, you can, you off, we often say that uh, the way it's through, man's heart is through his stomach. Hey, I'm a dude. I agree with that. The the food is delicious. So go that route. We can the propaganda that can that can wait for another day. You know, and hey, just. Eat delicious food, be healthy, and happy. Mm -hmm. Well, I really appreciate that. And I'm an eco-vegan, so Jenny, Jay, do you have a place where people can go to find out the information that you spoke about? Do you have a oh, website or um, I, I somewhere do. where we can tap into um, your very important facts that you've... Um, right, right. Okay, thanks, Paige. Uh, yeah, so um, my website is Meals Number 4 Planet, so Meals 4 Planet. Org, and there are recipes on there, really easy ones, because I am not a chef. I'm really busy, and I eat, I cook really quickly, but it's uh, recipes, and there's a lot of carbon footprint information. For each recipe, there's an ingredient-by-ingredient ingredient breakdown of the carbon footprint of that, and then alternatives are given so you can see what a difference you're making. Uh, there's also a science page, resources page, um, and about your husband, I think he'll be very welcome because veganism is about compassion, and that includes not just animals, but compassion for other people. So I find vegans extremely compassionate for everyone, no, no matter where they are on their path. So I look forward to meeting you and your husband. And her TED Talk is amazing. I, I do have a TED she, Talk. She has a great yeah. TED Talk. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, so it's, it's 11 minutes and it's... it's yes, really it's, yeah, you are what you eat and so is the world. So oh, you can wow. find that by searching my name and then TEDx. Wow, we've got some really wow. good people here today. Thank you, Paige. Um, Thank you so much. See, see I have all to this. say Bye. that um, what's really um, important to point out is it's not just something that people should consider. They should switch now because we only have eight years, some would say 12 years, but either way, we are facing ecological catastrophe. 
we we are starting to see it. You know, I was um, reading this book, uh, and it's called uh, The Fifth Risk, and it, it talked about many things, but one is that NASA was studying why do people leave when they get a tornado warning, and why do some people not leave? And it's based on very superstitious stuff. It's not science, but what it's based on is the idea that they will really be affected. In other words, as long as people think this isn't going to impact me, they don't feel any sense of urgency to change. So people will smoke and smoke and smoke until they get a cancer diagnosis, and then, holy bleep, I'm not going to smoke anymore. Well, how dumb is that? Why not quit before you get this friggin' cancer diagnosis? And it's the same thing with climate change. We are literally eight years away from having no wildlife vertebrates on the planet. We have already, except in zoos, we have already killed something like 68% of them. And at the trajectory we're going, we will have no wild animals with bones in the wild in eight years because we're destroying their habitat to create grazing land for cattle and to grow crops to feed all these animals that we're killing for food. I'm talking about no uh, giraffes, no elephants, no zebras, no koala bears, no uh, kangaroos. The list goes on and on and on. We are destroying their habitat. Think about it this way. Only 29% of the Earth's surface is land. Okay, and of that 29%, almost half is used for agriculture. And of that 45% that's used for agriculture, 83% is used in some way, shape, or form for animal agriculture. So we are literally mowing down the earth in order to satisfy our lust for flesh and it's going to come back to haunt us in a very short period of time. Now, I don't have children. I don't have grandchildren. But the people who I talk to, I have neighbors who have kids, and you can't talk to them about this. They don't want to hear it. And I want to say to them, you are trashing your children's future and their children's future with this obsessive need to say, it's my choice. Everything's a choice. Murder is a choice. Okay? Driving the wrong way down a freeway is a choice. It's not a good choice, but it's a choice. But it's not just a personal choice when there's a victim. So you have the victim of the animals themselves. You have the victim of heart disease that you can suffer. You have the victimization of all the taxpayers who have to pay all these outrageously high tax uh, uh, health care bills. Uh, you know, we're all paying too much for health care because people are fat, sick, and nearly dead. If they got healthier, everybody's health care costs would go down. So every time you get something in the mail and you see, why is this costing me so much? Just ask yourself, well, am I part of the problem? You know, uh, because those stent operations are very, very expensive. So when, when we destroy all the wildlife on this planet, we're going to destroy the ecosystem And it's going to trigger an ecological collapse that is going to make what's happening right now look like a tea party. The hurricanes that hit Puerto Rico and North Carolina, Florence and Maria, the fires that ravaged uh, uh, Malibu and other areas here in California, that's just a taste. But people somehow don't think they have to change until it hits them. Well, guess what? Uh, you know, Voice America Influencers, you're based in Arizona. It's going to become extremely hot in Arizona. It's already probably hotter than maybe when you remembered as a kid. I was in Texas. I was trying to visit the Alamo. I couldn't even go because it was so hot. I felt like I was, I was, I was in, in flames. Uh, we've got another caller, Danny from Portland. Your question or thought, Danny? Hey there. Um, thanks for having the show. Um, so my question is, is what would you say is the most important thing that people can do to make a difference? Because a lot of people are not going to go out and do the big things, but what can, what can people do in general, day to day? Okay, yes, yeah, stop eating animals. Go vegan. Go vegan. Yes. Go vegan. Okay, maybe I'll ask you to and come then, in. But- You're the food uh, person, so come on in, darling. And uh, yes, so tell us what, you know, 
okay, some people go, oh, it's so hard. Like I have a friend, she has been a vegetarian supposedly, but she eats eggs, she eats cheese. I, she's about the littlest vegetarian. But it's so hard. Oh, my God. It's so hard. It's cheese. I go, well, what about all these vegan cheeses? I mean. They're incredible. Yeah. There's so many options. There's so many alternatives for cheese, milk, um, for, for meats and whatnot. And it's just about picking something, finding something that you like and sticking to it. Um, I, I always say a routine is wonderful. Find something that you like and start going with that. And then once you once you are comfortable with that, branch out to the next thing. And all you can do is continue to be a light in in your subject. And that's mm-hmm. something that, that someone gave me that was such vital information one time. I said, how do I change people? I can't do it. And they said, you just have to be yourself. You have to be the light in other people's lives. They're going to notice what you're doing and they're going to say, why are why is she so yeah. so happy? What is different about that person that I could be doing as well? And that that's my biggest advice, other than trying to find a routine and and um, figuring out what works for you and and sharing that with others and doing it in a very compassionate way. You know, not shaking your finger at anyone, just saying this is what I'm doing and it makes me feel so good. Well, I don't know about I love that. that. Can I say? Can I say something? Wait, can I? Yeah, I go ahead. Wait, I just want to. I just want to say something. I love what you said, and uh, and Jane, I know where you're going because I have that part of me too. But uh, I love what you said about you know it's like attraction rather than promotion, and that whole like concept, like in the twelve step programs where they go, okay, I want what you have, and just by being and doing yourself. And the one other thing you said is I've heard that uh, most people only have about ten meals, their routine meals that they do. So to maybe learn how to also veganize those as well as the things you're saying, like you said about routine. Yes. When I teach people um, healthy eating, the first thing I do is I say, find your three favorite meals and learn how to veganize uh-huh. them and get good at it. And then go to the next set of three. Find your, your, if breakfast is your thing, find a couple really great breakfast options and get really good at that and then move on to the next because then you're not feeling stuck. Then you have a lot of variety because I know you don't want to be eating the same thing over and over again for weeks, but just get good at something, focus on that and then move on to the next thing. I think we just hit on something really brilliant. Thank you, Danny. And Danny is another one of our amazing contributors. We are trying to get everybody to uh, sign up. Come up. It's free. The Central Coast Veg Fest in San Luis Obispo. It's a beautiful drive along the coast at a beautiful time of year. It is Saturday, February 23rd. I'm going to be there. Sergeant Vegan's going to be there. The amazing chef Babette is going to be there. She is in a dynamic speaker i would have to say the most dynamic speaker in the entire world frankly wow yeah she's amazing no she really is she she's like mesmerizing absolutely mesmerizing and uh then there's all these incredible sweet treats hot food kombucha for all you folks who like to booch up and (laughs) cooking demos lectures you got to check it out. It's going to be fun. But, you know, I think Danny just mentioned something that's really critical. It's like you ask somebody to do something that's huge, change your entire diet. No! But if you say, look, what are your 10 meals that you eat? Get, get them to write it down. Veganize those 10 meals and then tell them what's your top three meals and veganize those. Then you've pretty much solved the problem. And I've never thought about it in those terms before. So, Danny, thank you for that. I think that could almost be a new campaign. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's amazing. Yeah, you hit it right on the on the nose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I'm thinking about it myself. Maybe we'll bring Jenny back, the uh, Jenny Jones. Um, uh, Jenny, I was thinking about it myself. You know, like I, I when when Danny said that, I said, yeah. You know, I kind of do eat the same things. Like I'm not going to go that much from my core group of choices when I'm cooking at home. Um, so maybe I could learn to be, you know, well, I'm vegan, but maybe somebody get, give us a list of what your favorite foods are and we'll veganize it and, and show you how to make it. Yeah. And Danny, your question was, what's the most important thing I could do? And we're all assuming you're already vegan, but everyone in the group here said, well, if you're not vegan, go vegan, because that probably is the single most important thing someone can do for their own health, for the environmental health, and for the animals and for our planet. So that would be the thing I would focus on. If I'm not already vegan, what is stopping me? What's in my way? And then ask yourself, what of those things is the most important to me? Is it my health? Is it the environment? Is it my conscience? 
as, as a compassion for animals because different people have different motivators. So if someone's asking me about going vegan and they're, they're a, a, a dad and they've got five kids and they're really not doing it for health reasons, they're doing it because they saw a cowspiracy, they want to do it for the environment or they love animals and their kids are asking questions and they can't justify the killing of the animals. I tell them, keep going to Taco Bell. There's plenty of vegan options at Taco Bell. It's not going to be your healthiest option. You're not going to you're not going to feel great like Stephanie does on a superfood diet, but you will be eating vegan and you will not be contributing to the environmental degradation and the killing of animals and you'll still be healthier even eating at Taco Bell if you're eating vegan Taco Bell versus meat and cheese Taco Bell, it's still healthier. So that's also a way of edging your way towards the ideal of the vegan diet. And you know, people in veganism have this as well. Some people are really, really true, pure vegans who eat donuts too. So it's Don't just, talk about I'm me not, that way. <laughs> so the point is, is you know, it, just because my husband is a kale munching lover doesn't mean I necessarily that that will inspire me or turn me on. So it's also too, but the main thing, your question being, what's the biggest thing I can do after Jane was describing the future we're living into? That's the non-vegan future. The vegan future, there's food for everybody. The oceans are, are being restored to life. The forests are buzzing with birds and, and squirrels, and, and things are beautiful again. It is the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden is a vegan eaten garden. Uh, I agree with it. And I want to say the most important thing you can do is go to the Central Absolutely. California Veg Fest in San Luis Obispo. There's nothing more important. <laughs> Saturday, February 23rd. It's going to be a really good time. You know, I'm driving up there. So is Sergeant Vegan. So is Paige. So is uh, this lady here, the other Jenny, second Jenny. Jenny J, Babette. Yeah, Chef Jason, Babette. Jason Robel. Jason Robel. Oh, Jason my Robel. God. We have such a fantastic lineup. It's oh. really, really wonderful. Some are speaking. Some are giving cooking demonstrations. Some are doing both. I will be we singing. All... No, just kidding. <laughs> Jane will be singing. You heard it. She promised. She promised. And we also have a family zone with panelists on all sorts of topics. We'll see you next time. Voice America Influencers and Facebook.com slash Jane Velez Mitchell. This was JaneUnchained.com. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.